Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thanks again for joining me for the Flourish Podcast. Also, I just wanted to say thank you for your words of encouragement about last week's podcast on forgiveness. Sometimes it's a little tricky to gauge who's listening, and it helps when people either like or comment on Facebook, so it just kind of gives me some type of idea. I'm sure people listen a lot on their podcasting app, so they don't even access it on Facebook, which I need to get a little more proficient at, but just wanted to say thank you for that. I'm working my way through the chapters of my book, Love, Leadership, and Influence, The Power of Transforming Relationships. The chapters in this book are the areas that have helped me navigate through life, through church life, through leadership, and basically through all the relationships in my life, which I have many of. I have eight kids, 16 grandkids, an extended family, and so many wonderful friends. In the introduction of the book, I quote Romans 12.9, which summarizes the overarching objective of life and of the book that I wrote. And it, it says, love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Be good friends who love deeply. The things that I wrote about have opened doors of influence in every sphere of my life by giving me the ability to connect with people and build strong, lasting friendships. They've helped me to truly know God, experience His love, and readily share it with those around me. And for those who don't already have it, my book is available under the Network of Related Pastors webpage. Uh, You just go to the Books tab, and you can find it there, and I'll give you instructions. This week, we're going to talk about the power of embracing others. What do I mean by embracing Well, if you look up the word embrace, it means to take and enclose or encircle in the arms, to accept or press to the bosom in token of affection. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting that we literally grab everyone we meet and hug them intensely. Although I have been known to be affectionate at times when people weren't totally sure they were in need of a hug or even a kiss on the cheek. I've kind of gone a little bit beyond maybe at times, but usually it has turned out in a positive way. My mom, who went to be with Jesus a couple of years ago, was the quintessential embracer. She loved people of every type and every station in life. She was a cleaning lady for most of her life. My dad had left her when I was 13, and she had not been married that very long. And she was a cleaning lady who worked for very well-off women. These women could not resist the love without agenda spirit of my mom. And they actually ended up becoming some of her very best friends. Friendships which lasted all of my mom's 93 years of life. She lived with me during her last couple of years. And these dear ladies would often call to check in on her. And they would even come to visit. And They loved her like a sister because she was an embracer. Their status never intimidated her. While she was on her hands and knees scrubbing their floors, she would just relate to them just like she would with anybody else. She also loved needy, poor people that she came across. 
and often had them into her home even to stay with her. The people, even people that were much younger than my mom, like some of my best friends, some of my siblings' best friends, they were her best friends too. She innately knew how to love from the center of who she was. She was a woman who loved and leaned on Jesus for as long as I can remember. Now I, on the other hand, was not so gifted. When I was interviewed for my first job at Baskin and Robbins, when I was, I think, 16, 17 years old, they asked if I liked people. And I lied because I wanted the job. And I said, oh, oh, yes, I like people. Knowing in reality, I really had no capacity to like people at all. I was just too handicapped. Even after I became a Christian, I was married and I had even just entered the ministry alongside of Keith. I was still very much lacking. One time, a woman who was a mentor to me named Helena, she called me on the phone one day to just to check on me. And I I told her, you know, Helena, it just feels like there's an area that's dead inside of me. I, I don't even know what it is. I can't even explain it. She said, well, I was praying for you and I actually know what it is. It's the area of love. She said, it was almost like God showed me. It was like the beginning of Genesis where the earth was without form and void. She said, the area of love in your life is that way. And uh, inside I'm thinking, wow, okay, that's encouraging. Good to know. And uh, (laughs) it's a little overwhelming. But she went on to say, God is going to continue to work in your life in such a way that that is going to become the area that is the most prominent in who you are. It's going to be, he's going to tap the rock And living water is going to come out and nothing will ever stop it. And you're going to be amazed at how you're able to love people. So throughout the years, God has been painstakingly teaching me how to love from the center of who I am. First, I had to learn who I even was. I had to find out what God put in me and how he had intricately made me very specifically different from everyone else, just like you are. I had been so insecure all my young life that it took everything I had just to show up, let alone show up with something to give. I was bankrupt in regard to understanding I have that I had anything of value whatsoever to offer to people. It's been in communicating with God, reading the word, that I've learned to live out that version of me that Helena spoke about. I honestly can say I literally did not have any natural capacity to be that person. God's friendship has taught me how to do it. Proverbs 19.22 says, What is desirable in a man is his kindness. The thing that stands out to people in our day-to-day lives is the level of kindness we demonstrate. The thing that created a bond between a humble cleaning lady and her wealthy employers was the kindness that my mom demonstrated. Kindness takes us into the heart of people who need warmth, affection, attention, who need to be embraced. You know, people know when you like them. They know when you're just tolerating them. But they know when you genuinely like them. I've heard people say, you know, oh, I just love the people in my church. I just don't like them. Yikes, that's concerning. You should like the people in your church. You should like people. Yes, people are challenging at times. And yes, they can upset us. And they can 
cause us to be exasperated and frustrated. But we have to learn how to embrace and like people. Perhaps you feel like, maybe partly like I did, when Helena told me that the area of love was null, void, and lifeless in me. Perhaps you feel incapable of loving from the center of who you are. Perhaps you don't even really know who you are. May I encourage you? God has helped me so much in all of these areas. Seek his heart. Seek him with everything in you. Take time aside from your day. I know we have busy lives. I know a lot of you have children. You have things going on. You have jobs. Life is hectic. But take some time to find out who he says that you are. How did he create you? What did he put in you that other people can be encouraged and challenged and loved and embraced by? He knows you the best and he loves you so much and he wants to help you. He wants to make the barren areas into areas that flourish. He did that for me. I've spent time asking him to help me, to show me, to give me ability. The word for uh, ability is grace in the Bible, and he talks over and over again about how his grace is available. If you look in, I think it's Second Peter, it talks about that his grace will flow in our lives through the true and accurate and intimate knowledge of him. This didn't happen overnight, but I began to take little opportunities to go beyond my comfort zone and to reach out to family, friends, acquaintances, church members in a way that demonstrated care and concern for them. Yeah, I'm sure I was intimidated a lot. I'm sure I felt very clumsy, but it grew and it became part of my DNA. It surely is God's DNA. He is kind. He is an embracer. He's at work conforming us into his image. He will do for you what he is doing for me, teaching me, helping me, giving me the ability to be an embracer of others. Remember, what's desirable in a man is his kindness. Let's learn how to be kind. Let's learn how to embrace others. Thanks for being with me today. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.